0: Block Talk Radio Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio MGN Radio the best show on Block Talk Radio for family information and entertainment Thanks for tuning in
1: Hi and welcome to MGN Podcast I am your host Miss Tossie, and I'm so excited today is Thursday July 27th and I can't believe Some kids are already back in school. Summer is officially over for some kids, but if you're like me, we still have a couple more weeks left. Um, So for those of you who might not have heard of MGM Podcast, we are the number one show on Blog Talk Radio. We feature celebrities, authors, everyday moms and dads doing great things. And I'm so excited about today's guest, um, Kimya Scott, because we always get so many questions about social media and content and leads, and she's an expert at it. So we're going to give her her fabulous MGM introduction shortly, but I did want to say thank you to Everybody who attended our Houston conference, we sold out. It was great. It was amazing. And we've already been getting questions about 2018. And if you've seen the graphic on Instagram, our Dare to Aspire Instagram page, by the way, if you're not following, follow. Um, we ha- are going to do 2018, and our theme is Elevate. Taking your business to the next level. And we have not released the date yet. It will be released probably in a couple of weeks. So get ready. Hold tight. It's gonna be an amazing our eighth Dare to Inspire conference for women and moms in business. ATL Atlanta get ready. Okay, so I gotta pay just a couple of bills. And then we'll be back with our fabulous guest, and I will give her her fabulous introduction. So stay tuned. Thanks.
0: Right now, stop and look at your posture. Posture Kush is a new product that allows you to be in the perfect seating position. Help support Posture Kush on Kickstarter today. Hair Yum is the fastest growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. Cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it.
1: All right, thank you for joining us back on our podcast, MGN Radio. Um, Kimia Scott is a marketing and social media strategist for small businesses. She teaches her clients how to build a digital presence, increase revenue, and create more successful business. Known simply as Ms. Kimia, she uses a results focused how to approach in implementing customized strategies so clients enjoy tangible results quickly and easily. She integrates traditional offline marketing tactics with the latest digital media solutions. She doesn't just tell you what to do. She also explains how to execute the marketing strategies she recommends. She publishes content for her Marketing Sparkler content blog, which is filled with literally hundreds of articles about marketing, blogging, networking, business strategy, and tips for entrepreneurs. She loves meeting people via social media. She's a cute, suit sweet, certified professional and can be found on Twitter at Miss Kenya. She currently lives in Atlanta with her husband and two homeschooled teenagers and three dogs house, right? So join us as we chat with our guests. Where's the applause? <laughs> Kenya
0: Hi Kenya. Hi, Tassie, thank you for that awesome introduction.
1: Yay, I'm so happy because we've been chatting and you have a lot to tell. so welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for being a guest. (laughs) So let's get started. Now, before we get started, I tell our guest, grab a pen and paper, because I know she's going to be dropping a lot of information, so make sure you're ready, okay, and it goes by so, so fast. So tell us about, like, how you got started in this whole social media game.
0: Okay, well, I got started in social media because my background and experience is in marketing. So pre-online, pre-email, pre-social media, I was in marketing. And so social media was just a natural um, progression for me as a marketing strategist to add digital marketing along to it. And so several years ago, when social media was was still in its infancy, um, I just decided that I needed to add it to my repertoire, and I fought it at first like so many people, um, especially back then, but once I started and understood the power of the online world, I knew there was no turning back, and I needed to incorporate those elements if I could really recommend a strong marketing strategy for any business.
1: Wow. Wow, that is really amazing. And so – you how long have you been how long have you had your blog and your business? How long have you been a full time entrepreneur?
0: Um let me see. I have had my blog since uh two thousand I think eleven. I think it was uh two thousand eleven. Oh. Um April two thousand and eleven I started blogging. Um, and I've been a full time entrepreneur for oh gosh, maybe the last what is it then? I think it twenty twelve. It was twenty twelve is when I, I made the transition of full time. I had been doing it part time, um, my entire career, even with a job. I always had a side hustle as a marketing strategist.
1: Wow. Now, a lot of people will say, what is
0: a marketing strategist? Like,
1: what Mm -hmm. does that mean? You know, when you say I am a marketing strategist, mm -hmm. what does
0: that mean? Okay, so that's a good question because it does – people don't know who they need to hire, and so as a marketing strategist, I put together all the pieces um, to form a comprehensive plan for you to use all facets of marketing to build your business, um, build your brand, uh, generate leads from your marketing efforts, and ultimately convert those leads into paying clients. And so that's what a strategist does. A strategist is the person that takes your business and develops the overall picture. And so a lot of people, um, you have um, some people oh, I want to do Facebook ads. You don't need a marketing strategist for that because you've already decided that Facebook ads is, is all you're going to bank on. Or you'll hear some people say, oh, I'm going to just use Instagram. That's not a marketing strategy. A marketing strategy looks at the entirety of your business, on what you've done thus far, who your um, ideal clients are, um, what your products and services are that you offer, and figure out where – you need to be marketing and how you need to be marketing. And that's in totality what I as a marketing strategist, that's what I do.
1: Wow. And you know what? So many businesses need that because when you're a small business, first of all, you don't have a lot of money to throw around, Mm -hmm. and you need focus. You know, you need focus. Mm -hmm. So I could call you up and say, hey, you know, I, I, this is my business. Can you help me? Because a lot of times people just throw money at Facebook, throw money at Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't know what's going on, what's going to stick. And so that's where you come exactly. in. Exactly. Okay. That's well, it. I love that. that. And I, and I, I do, love fun, that. It's
0: funny you said that um, because that is exactly what people do. They throw money at all these other platforms that they don't own. And then – they don't have money to hire a marketing strategist or a brand manager, and they're trying to figure out what went wrong. Well, it's because marketing is not their business. So you're just guessing.
1: That's true. That's true. That's very, very true. That is very – so let me ask you something. How do you create content? Like I know it's probably an elaborate process. You have years of experience. Like you, you, you told us, you know, how long you've been in business. Mm-hmm. But – How do you create content? Because that's what everybody's looking for. It's like at the conference they talk about it Mm -hmm. on blogs, good content, good content. How do you create content?
0: You know what? I reverse engineer. Um, Little known fact: my background does include engineering, and so um, (laughs) I, I, I reverse engineer the process. I look at what do you want to sell. How do you make your money? That's the first question. You look at how you make your money, and then you reverse engineer and build your content backwards. So let's say I want to sell my services as a social media manager. If I, that's at the top of my pyramid, then I'm going to create content that positions me as an expert in social media and social media management. It really is that simple. Once you figure out what you want to sell, then you can figure out the type of content you need to create to position yourself as the best choice for your um, prospects. And so if I'm positioning myself as a social media manager, the tips that I share all relate to social media, um, what you can do on your own. The tips I share relate to how to use social media platforms. The tips I share also relate to creating images for your social media, um, which social media platforms you need to be on, what are the pros and cons of each social media platform, which audience is on social media um, in each platform, but it all stems from what you want to sell, and so if you figure out what you want to sell, you simply work backwards from there.
1: I love it, and you know, you're going to hear me say I love it, I love it, because I do <laughs> a lot, but <laughs> Yeah, let me ask you something and it sounds very easy you want to sell a a, a book you know or, mm-hmm. or like the example you gave but it's like mm-hmm. well, how do you get people to know that you even have the content how do you get those eyeballs to look and find you because that's a challenge people face they say okay once they get over the hurdle of mm-hmm. getting the good content it's like Nobody nobody knows you like how mm-hmm. how is a small business do you even get people to recognize you?
0: Exactly No. That's a different question. So first, your content has to be good. your content has to be engaging, whether it's your graphics, whether it's your videos, whether it's your simple tips, because you know you your content needs to stand alone wherever it is. And when you are crafting a digital brand online and in social media, people should be able to, and I tell people this all the time, I should be able to go to any one of your social media profiles and immediately, oh, that's what she does. Oh, she's an author. That's what she does. She And not just she's an author. Oh, she writes about um, the best ways to train your dog. I should immediately know that. And why? It's because all your content is centered around a core focus. And so first you start with the good content. The next thing is, like you said, how do you get eyeballs on your content? That's where it comes in. You have to know where your audience is looking for you. There's a big difference between where your audience is and where your audience is looking for the products and services that you offer. That's two very different things. My audience is small business owners who've been in business, you know, at least three years generating revenue, not necessarily aspiring entrepreneurs or side hustles. Okay, so my audience could literally be anywhere, if you just break it down like that. They could be anywhere. But where are they looking for your products and services? That's the challenge that so many people face, and that's when they're, they're trying to do Facebook and they're doing Facebook ads, but they don't know who to target in the Facebook ads, so they're getting that wrong. Or they're on Instagram and they think their audience is on Instagram. Well, if you aren't in a visually heavy, um, uh, in a visually, um, heavy industry, are they looking for you on Instagram? Maybe, maybe not. Some people want to use Pinterest. Well, if you know the demographics of Pinterest, again, it's visually stunning, but it's primarily female, and they're looking, you know, if you look at the top industries, are you in one of those industries? Okay, so is your audience on LinkedIn? That's the challenge. You know, if you're targeting millennials, are you on Snapchat? Are they looking for your products and services there? Are people... I'm going to conferences looking for your products and services. Are they reading forums? Are they some key blogs that you need to reach out and contribute to to get more eyeballs on you and your company as a brand? That's the challenge. There's a difference, again, between creating content and finding people to not only read your content but engage with it, click your links, and ultimately take them back to your digital home base, your website. But you have to figure out, where your audience is looking for the products and services that you offer.
1: And that's very, very, and that was so comprehensive, and that's very, very true. We are chatting live with, you know, social media, I was just going to say expert. <laughs> Um, Kenya Scott, But now, Kenya, what are, your, what are some of your favorite platforms that you use for your own business, um, or which one do you see the best results? Because I know people always say, you know, every platform is different and da-da-da. So mm-hmm. what, what are some of your favorite platforms that you use that you've seen real results from?
0: Um, Twitter, Twitter has always been my favorite platform. Um, I think it will always, as long as it exists, it will always be my favorite platform. And I think the reason is because there's no, you, you can't do a bunch of fluffing stuff on Twitter, as I call it. you got 140 characters. That means you got to get your point across. And so for my business, it's very easy for me to position myself, um, relatively speaking, as an expert on Twitter, because I can tweet out succinct ideas in 140 characters. I've kind of mastered that. And so I'll constantly tweet tips that you can immediately implement, not something that, oh, i got to read more. I'll tweet a tip, and you can immediately go do that one thing. Um, And a lot of people have found me on Twitter. A lot of people that don't even tweet find me on Twitter because they're searching, looking for people. A lot of people don't realize that Twitter is very easy to search for what to are looking for via the hashtags, and then you can break it down by geography um, with the advanced search. So Twitter is is my favorite, um, hands down. However, um, in addition to Twitter, where I get um, results from, I get a lot of traffic to my website from Pinterest um, and and all transparency. I don't use it nearly enough, but um, the way I have my board set up and the Type of things that I post, again, all relate back to what it is that I do in my brand and what I can do for other people. Um, I wasn't really on Facebook much. Um, I wasn't hardly on Instagram at all. And so my number three from the Twitter to Pinterest was LinkedIn. Um, It has shifted over the years. Why? Because I've spent more time in different places. So it has shifted to – Instagram more because now I'm on Instagram more, um, and it has shifted a little bit more. Um, I get more uh, traffic and visibility from Facebook, and it's only because of the strength of Facebook groups. Um, It's not necessarily from my fan page. It's not necessarily from my personal profile, but just my interaction in Facebook groups gets me um, more visibility now.
1: Well, wow, you know, Kimia, you're the first person, the first guest in a long time to to get to show Twitter some love. The last couple oh, of exactly. guests have all said mm-hmm. Instagram and, and Facebook. They say Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Twitter, and, and today, you know what? You know, Instagram.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I just, I just thought of this. I thought of this one little ninja trick that I, I literally just popped in my head. You know, a ton of my um, traffic. Is Google organic search from images. People need to pay attention to that. Google Images mm. drives traffic to my website every single day, 365 days of the year. Google image search. And I just thought of that. I'm so, you know, a lot of times we're so busy thinking of social media, and I forgot that. I don't share that tip too often. But Google image search. And the reason is because the way you name your images in your blogs makes them searchable. You, you name your image and then you use that alternative text. Make sure you use that alternative text to fully describe what that image is.
1: Now, when you say alternative text, what do you mean?
0: Um, Google doesn't read images. It, it doesn't read visuals. Mm-hmm. It only reads text. And so if you have images on your blog and you a lot of people like their name their images, picture one, picture two. That literally means nothing first of all. Yeah. And so when you have images on your blog, you need to name them. I usually name them the title of my blog post. Um, that's usually what my image is called. But I use WordPress. I'm not sure how it is in other platforms, but it's something called alternative text when you um, When you link your image um, when you insert an image or you link it somewhere. Always fill in the alternative text field. That's the part that Google reads. Google doesn't read the name of your um, image when you just upload it to your website. It doesn't read your image because there's an image there. It reads the alternative text field. So always include what that image is in the alternative text field. And that's how Google, when it scans your page, it knows it's an image there, but it scans the image just like the rest of the text on the page, except it comes up in Google Image Search. I hope I didn't get too deep, but that it just popped in my head, so that's... I figured I would say it. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm writing it down, alternative text, because we use WordPress for our hair, yum. And a lot of times mm-hmm. when we upload the picture, we do the picture one, picture two, you know. But if we, Mm-mm. and this is just a simple example, if we're doing a, a, a blog about braiding hair and we have a picture mm-hmm. of a girl with braids, so we should actually name it
0: like it, you know, Braiding Hair 101, whatever the title is. Yes. Is that what or you're it saying? Could be, it could be, oh, yeah, can. it could actually be deeper rename it before you even upload it. Never use those, like, generic ones. But let's say you have an image of a girl and she has braids, but what kind of braids are they? What do we search for? We look for corner rooms. We look for box braids. Name it um, young black girl with box braids. Or, you know, be very specific. That's what that picture
1: mm. is. And so that's how that's, – wow, that's a good tip. Because, you know, a lot of people don't do that. They just, you know, like you said, picture one, uh-uh. picture two, or oh, we're so busy uh-huh. focusing on we've missed the Google image. Love it. Yeah,
0: social media. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for
1: that. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love actually being as specific as you can with the naming, you know, mm-hmm. being very, very specific. I think that's important. That's very, very mm-hmm. important. Now, what? What are some of the challenges you face? Because every small business, um, even though we're the heartbeat or the heart heart blood of America, they say there's Mm -hmm. a lot of challenges that go on owning a business. What are some of of the challenges that you face and how you overcame them?
0: Um, Some challenges I face, continue to face, and will probably always face as long as I'm in marketing. People think they can do my job themselves. Hands down. Biggest challenge I face. People think they can do their own marketing um, because they don't really know in totality what marketing actually means. Um, and so they think if they're just posting their pictures on Instagram, if they hired me, that's all I would be doing. If they um, booked themselves as a speaker and they were, you know, uh, posting the flyers around um they can do that. That's marketing. They can do their own marketing. And so the biggest cha- even b- before social media, the biggest challenge I face with marketing is because um, of the correlation to the bottom line, whether in a corporate world or in a, in a, in a small business community. Marketing is one of those departments that you don't know um, how powerful it is until you lose it so to speak. And so actually when the recession hit, a lot of people don't know this, marketing departments were the first to go because marketing wasn't impacting the, the, the P&Ls for corporate America. Marketing folks first were to get cut. And to this day, a lot of those jobs never returned because they just get an intern to post on social media. And so with that said, another challenge I have is, okay, people understand social media or they understand marketing, but then they say, oh, I'll get an intern to do it because they think social media management is simply posting content. And an intern can do that. If you give them the right content, you tell them where to post it, when to post it, how to post it, how to follow up. An intern may or may not be able to do all of that. But what distinguishes me Uh, as a marketing strategist and a social media manager, and not just me, but anyone in my field that's been doing this, what distinguishes us from interns is that that intern doesn't have the the depth of experience that I would have. And so when I'm trying to explain um, a full marketing strategy, if you get an intern that's in college, for example, they only know what happens now, social media. A lot of people don't understand the fundamentals of marketing, whether it's persuasive copy, whether it's brand psychology of colors. What, you know, They don't understand all of these things that you don't even know I do because they're effortless to me that that's literally all I do. That is another challenge I find is that people hire interns, and they aren't really reaching their full potential as a business because they are letting some kid who doesn't have a vested interest in their business, who's only going to be there temporarily, and who has to take so much direction from you, and you only have to know what you're doing. And so those are the biggest challenges I find um, in my particular business. And so things that I've done to overcome those challenges is make the distinction between what I do versus what an intern can do. And a lot of what I can do, you could hire me, For you know, a strategy or to build the content. You can have your intern post it, but I'm creating the content, whether it's the visuals, whether it's telling you where to be, whether it's telling you the language to use, whether I'm helping you figure out what products or services you should offer and where your target audience is, and then you can direct the employees that you have, whether you have employees or interns or just additional assistants, you can have them follow through based on my strategy. And, you know, that might
1: be an option that a lot of people should employ. We are chatting live with Ms. Kenya Scott, a social media strategist, and we're talking about marketing, marketing tactics, platforms. Now, um, another question I had is about generating content that actually drives to sales. Um, mm-hmm. And that's another thing, like people post haphazardly, but is that is that content allowing you to make money, which we're in business for? Can you share mm-hmm. maybe one or two tips that can help a small business owner do actually that, generate content, you know, or post content that
0: leads mm-hmm. to a sale or leads? Okay. Um, tip number one. Most important tip, if you take nothing else away, when you are on social media, do not direct people back to your home page or your website. Your home page does not convert a sale. You have sales pages oh. on your website.
1: Wow.
0: Does that make sense? There's a light bulb, right? Say it, wait, say <laughs> it again, because I had my pen. I had my
1: pen in my hand writing. Okay, <laughs> say, say that again for everybody listening.
0: Okay. Yep, I, I heard your <laughs> light bulb go off. Do not direct yeah. traffic from your social media posts to your homepage on your website. Do not do that. Your homepage okay. does not convert into a sale, into a lead. Your homepage, is, that's not what that's for. Your homepage, I look at my homepage as the page for people who find me on Google or who randomly find me and want to check me out. But when you're posting using social media, never direct people to your homepage because that is not a sales converting page at all. That's not what your homepage is for. And so when you post, when you post on social media, you want people, you want to drive traffic to specific pages. So let's say – Let's say, um, okay, I'll use you as an example. Let's say you're posting about Hair Yum, but you're posting about a specific product. You don't want to direct people to Hair Yum's homepage. You want to direct them to either a blog post you wrote about that product, which would detail more information, um, or you want to point them to a sales page about that particular product. That would direct them to more information. If you point them to your homepage, they'll get lost in the shuffle. When you knew you posted about a specific product, why send them to your homepage, right? There you go. That's true. If you take nothing away, that right there will change your leads and conversions.
1: Yep. And you know what? You're absolutely right, Kimia, because yesterday somebody on Herium actually said, hey, do y'all have a, a deep conditioner? And mm-hmm. our assistant, because I'm seeing the poll, she said, we sure do check out, www, you know, hairium.com. Now I'm thinking mm-hmm. what we should have done is we have a link directly to the deep yes. conditioner. It's just laziness, Absolutely. I think. And shout out, to her.
0: shout out to her. But I think it's just, late, you know, you, and, and so we're going to correct that. No, it's not. Um, we're it's gonna not correct laziness. That. No, no, it's not laziness. i would be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. It's not laziness. People... That's okay. because that's what I do. That's that's a marketing mm. tactic. People just don't think that way. I think different than you would think because this is what I do all day. So I'm naturally going to think that's at a true. different level. It's not lazy. Everybody does that, and I. But because they just they they don't know um, they don't realize that they're losing traffic. You know that they, they're they're losing leads, and so. Um, again, if you just change that, you'll see a difference in the number of leads you collect and the number of conversions from leads to to paying clients. Um, Let me see. Another thing that I see a lot of people um, when when they're on social media, they they post in a self-serving way. Um, They don't really think about what they can offer. Like, what, why would I buy your product as opposed to someone else's? And so when people post, a lot of their posts are about buy this, buy that, me, 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 they don't realize that's not adding value to their audience. And so that would be my second primary tip. Consider ways you can add value to your audience and be a resource in your industry. great tips. These are some
1: really great tips. And back to the first one, because even with to mm-hmm. Aspire, when people say, um, I can't wait to attend 2018, if we had, a, instead of saying, yeah, go check out you know, www.d2aspire, we maybe should use the link to the registration page, because
0: that way... That's all you should be using. Go to yes, that ma'am. Link, you got it. That's all we should be using. If you can't wait, then go buy a ticket. There
1: you go. I love that. Effectively, we're always going to use Hair Yum, direct product pages, and um, get to Aspire the registration link. Now, let me ask you something. What about on our um, bios? Like, for instance, if you go to Get to Aspire, Mm -hmm. um, or let me use Hair Yum, our bio. We can uh-huh. have the link to our website. Should we have the link to of uh, the product where people can buy, um, or
0: should, we, should you, we leave that the way it is? I would change it up, to be honest with you, um, because because okay. you, when you have physical products, um, things are a little bit different. For physical products, I would actually change your link in your bio every so often, to. Get more visibility to all the things you have. So one week, if you're posting about general stuff, leave it as the the homepage. Another week, and this is part of, you know, building that content, I look at themes. So let's say one week you're talking about general stuff. One week you're specifically talking about deep conditioner. Change the link to the deep conditioner. One week you're talking about shampoo change the link to the shampoo. Because you have a product-based business, you can be constantly changing that link. So as you build up um, your audience and people are clicking through, different people are looking at your bio at different times. If you change it, you'll always get visibility on a rotating basis throughout your site. If you just put to a home page, people get to the home page, and let's face it, humans, we're not that bright anymore. you got about two seconds for us. Before our mind starts wandering, your homepage is not directed. It's it's true. Actually, I think three seconds. Remember, it used to be seven seconds. It's now three. So before somebody's mind starts wandering. So you want people to go to specific products. And let's say, for example, I was interested in a deep conditioner. And so your link um, was your homepage. I'll give you two scenarios. I wanted a deep conditioner but your link is to your home page. Well, that's out of all kinds of stuff, and my mind done wandered after three seconds. But let's say the link on there was to the deep conditioner. You showed me directly what I was interested in, but what do you need when you, before a deep conditioner? You need shampoo. So in a logical thought process, I'm going to go look at least one other thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. I love it. And for dare to buyer as soon as we release the date we're just going to and you will you will check it check it Kimya you're going to see the links are going to be definitely just Mm not my homepage love it Mm -hmm. I love it now Mm -hmm. I hope everybody got their pen and paper I told you guys we're chatting (laughs) with Kimya she is a social media expert (laughs) now how do you balance you know your mom and I wanted to this is going so good. You're dropping so many nuggets, but I want everybody to know you're also a wife, your mom, and you homeschool. So, how do you balance everything and still, you know, have a successful
0: business? Um, it's just a choice I made. You know, my kids are teenagers now. They've always been homeschooled, and so I've always had to balance that. And it is a juggling act at first, and it's also um. When I I have – my daughter's the oldest, and I have a son. And so when I had my daughter, I launched a business, launched a business that was very successful, so successful that when I got pregnant with my son, I shut the business down. Why? Because I wanted to focus more on my children at certain ages of their life. And so I had to make the decision, I can't – if I homeschool and and try to run a business – and still, every now and then, get a part time job because of insurance or this, that, and other things. It's only so many hours in yeah. a day because I need my eight hour sleep. I don't play that. I do not miss my sleep. I don't miss meals. That's, I'm not that, I don't believe in that. And so, <laughs> I shut things down, or, or I mean, I do, or I scale back. And so, one of the things that I actually tell entrepreneurs is depending on how old your kids are, be honest with yourself. If you don't want to spend a lot of time with your kids, that's one thing. But don't say you want to spend all this quality time with your kid, and yet you're never with your kid, or if you're with your kid, you're always on your phone. I'm present in the moment, and I mm. think that helps because my kids know, okay, when it's schoolwork time, it's schoolwork time, and that's when I can get my stuff done. When it's playtime, it's playtime. Not, I'm, I'm not sitting there on my phone or taking this call if I'm supposed to be doing stuff with them. And that's really how I balance it. And, again, you know, you – my kids are older teenagers now, so now I have the ability to ramp up a lot more. But there were times when I couldn't take on projects because I wasn't willing to do that trade off, and I was okay with that. I didn't have to be the world's biggest marketing guru. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to provide for my family. And so it it wasn't about me and my brand and, and dollars all the time. It was just about providing a quality of life for my family, in which case I can't take on every opportunity that has been presented to me. Believe me, I have turned down major opportunities because I said, well, if I do this, I'm never going to see my kids. I'm not going to see him You know, I, I was actually, it's so many opportunities. But I knew if I took it, I want to see my kid and what was the point? You don't get those years back. And so my trick for balancing is that it's not necessarily balancing, but being honest with where you are and the time that you can devote to your business, um, balance with the time that you need to give your children. And if you can only work really a few hours out of the day, make those few hours count. Don't goof off. You know, spend your time wisely on those revenue-generating activities you know, a lot of moms we can't go to networking events every single day, every single month. So pick and choose. You know, there was a point where I would say, okay, I can do one event this month, okay, just one. Doesn't matter that I I, I was suffering from FOMO a lot, and I still do. But at the same time, I got stuff to do with my family, and at the end of the day, they're always gonna take priority. Sure. I gotta spend that time.
1: Yeah to spend more time. Do you, do, what inspires you to keep going? I mean, as a mom, I always tell moms, you mm-hmm. know, everybody always says, my kids, my kids. But think, like, deeper, like, it, what inspires you for your business, for your family, or like you say, just to keep going? And it's okay if it's your kids, but, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious, like, what, what
0: inspires you? No, that's not it. I'm not one of them moms. I'm, I'm honest. A lot of moms <laughs> say what they think you're supposed to say. I'm not that mom, but my like kids I hope, will tell you. I, it, yeah. I'm, I'm very transparent. My kids don't inspire me to keep going, no. What inspires me to keep going is because <laughs> I love what I do. I love what I did before they got here. I love what I do when they're out of my house. I love what I do. I love marketing. I love small business. I love creating strategies. I love implementing them and seeing how successful I can be and other people can be and how their businesses and their brands can grow and evolve. That's what inspires me. I actually, I actually love what I do. I love it. It's not my kids Mm -hmm. that inspire me to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's what what women, women say. And I'm like, no, it's not. Y'all need to stop. No, it's okay to not say that. Like it's when did that become, to say no that's not what inspires you because you're not spending no time with them so how does that is just, I mean to be honest how do they inspire you if they ain't never with you what inspiration are they giving yeah. you yeah I'm not that's one of those moms that's true
1: no definitely I mean, we love the too. kids we love the kids yes, I love them, but, that, no. but you know let's be
0: honest you know yep
1: yeah. Now, Kimya, a lot of people are going to be listening to the show. Like you dropped a lot mm-hmm. of nuggets. I've taken notes. They've taken notes. They're going to say, "How much does it cost to work with you?" So remember, our audience is small business women and men. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What are you, What are some? Can you share some of your prices? You know, or, or, or a range because I know you offer different things. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you know, for small business owners listening and wants to reach out to you, what's what's mm-hmm. what's it going to cost?
0: Okay, so. Right, since I know your audience is small businesses, I can say this. What it costs to work with me as a small business owner is absolutely nothing compared to working with me if you're a corporate. I, that's a completely different mm. thing. And so a lot of people, like, completely different, like, digits different. A lot of people don't realize that they are cutting themselves off at the knees because they think everything is so expensive. For me, like, I – um. I created a social, typically my social media packages um, start at like 500 bucks a month for two platforms, literally. That's 500 that's a month. Yeah. Yeah, very, very yeah. much so. People think it is um, super affordable, and then people think everything is unaffordable, too expensive. And to to the people that, Don't even bother because they assume things are inexpensive. I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. How do y'all think all these brands are getting this stuff done? Y'all don't really think these people are sitting there doing it themselves. They are not. Between the blogging content and the graphics and the social media, even the smallest of companies have help. And the reason they have help is because that's not what they should be doing all day. So if this is my job, I can literally spend however much time on a client I want, and sometimes I do. I might get in the mood, and it's two hours later. I'm like, oh, I'm still writing content. I can do that. That's my job. You can't do that. Like, you have stuff to sell. You have coaching to do. You have clients to talk to. You have networking to do. You can't be sitting there on your phone all the time posting on social media. Um, like I said, typically for a monthly social media management, it uh, starts at about 500 hours a month. I do actually um, include an ad budget when I do Facebook. I automatically include an ad budget. This way, you don't have to wonder how much to spend. You don't have to worry about that, and I include it in my fee. Um, I include graphics in my fee. This way you don't have to sit there and do it because that's what I do. Um, but like I said, typically it's $500 a month. I actually think I'm – look, I'm looking at my site now. I actually created a package for some people that – for the people on my email list. I created a package um, that is monthly social media management for $299 for the first month. And I created it wow. for people who have no idea what that means, no idea um, what to post on social media. They've never hired a social media manager before because that's a lot of people that I get. I get people, I would probably say it's some 50-50, but I get people that have worked with a social media manager before and they weren't necessarily happy with the results, and then I get people that have never worked with anyone before. Like, never. I'm I'm there. Um, their introduction to that world. Um, but, again, it's not as expensive. I'm looking to see if this page is still up on my website while I'm talking right now. Um, mm-hmm. services. There this um, is. I do have – oh, yeah, it's probably down. <laughs> Let me see. But if, you eat, if you're watching – excuse me, if you're listening and you want that package, I actually took it down because it's not something I offer all the time. Like I said, it was an exclusive just for people on my list. But if you're listening to this now or the replay and you email me or you get on my list and say, hey, I heard you on um, MGN radio, I want the 299 dollars package, I'll give it to you. Again, it's just not up because it's not my certain price. But like I said, that is for a monthly social media management, and I think it was for Twitter and Facebook, $299. And that is so that people mm. can get a feel for what it would be like for somebody to be dedicated to doing this and creating the right content and engaging with folks on your behalf.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Time is flying. We are always like, oh, so much knowledge, so much content. And for everybody <laughs> who is listening to the replay, we say thank you. But I did have, like, maybe two more questions. So, Kimia, I um, what is one piece of advice that, or one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started your business?
0: Hmm. How, again, I'm very transparent. How hard it would be. Because when we yeah. start, a lot of us, when we start our business, we start with a client or two. We start with a base of something. That's how we get started people were asking me for stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, I need to charge some folks and make some money. Once you get over that initial couple of people, there is dead silence. That's the point yep. that I oh, wish God. I knew, right? Right, it is. It's dead silence. It's cricket. Keep it around. That's the part. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> that's it. And so that's the part, honestly, looking back, I wish I knew that that dead silence was going to be there because I would have planned for it better. I would have prepared. Yeah. I would have had my products and services ready. I would have, you know, had figured out what a pipeline was and started to fill it. Um, but that really is is um, you know the biggest thing. The other thing is too. I wish I knew, um, and it's not a bad thing, but how much I would evolve into um, the products and services that I offer. Um, It's, you know, you can start with a passion, but then the market is going to dictate what people will pay for that passion. And so no matter how passionate you are, you got to make stuff that the market wants, at the prices the market wants it. And so just figuring those types of things out um, are very helpful. And unfortunately for me, I didn't have um, as long of a process because I'm a a business school kid, so that was part of my learning and training. But it still evolves over time because you have different marketing channels. You have marketing channels disappearing. I remember looking at the Yellow Pages for clients. Who does that? Nobody does that. That sounds insane now. But just evolving and going with the flow of where the business and the market, I mean, where commerce goes, just really understanding how you've got to be one step ahead. You can't be late to the party all the time. At some point, you've got to jump with the trends. And if they work out, great. If they don't work out, at least you've got some lessons learned. But you don't want to be caught lagging behind every time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, how do you market your business? Is it mostly word of mouth or, like, how do you get your clients, you know?
0: Um, I get clients um, through multiple ways. I mean, it it is referrals, but I get clients um, from being online and being um, making sure I'm visible, Um, making sure I'm visible Mm -hmm. with the right content so that people will follow me for years, before they call me, I ain't mad at that. I'm totally cool with that. Cause as long as you call me, I don't care when you call me. Like to be honest, to be honest I don't care when you yeah. call me. Um, but the, the like I said, the industry that I'm in is very saturated with all sorts of people who claim they can do all sorts of things. And a lot of times I get people that call me because they just spent all the money on all these companies and these fancy-looking gurus, and they will have nothing to show for it. And then they get to a person like me, and they're like, holy crap, they can get me on the phone. I text my clients. I email I- you can get me. I'll answer your questions. Okay, what you need me to do? You need me to post this right now? Okay, done. That's part of what I do because I understand the real-time activity that goes on online. So sometimes everything can't be scheduled, and I tell people that automation is great, but it ain't the the end-all of everything. I'll get a client, and they're at an event or I'm at such and such. I can't do this. Can you respond to that real quick? I'm like, sure, because that's my job. That's what I do all day. Not a problem. And if I can't do it right that minute, I would do it within a couple hours, like no matter what it is. I also do crisis management. If something goes wrong, like if I'm doing marketing for an event, and um, something goes wrong with the venue screwing up, that's, that's part of my job. If it's online somewhere, I'm going to jump in and handle it. And so that's, that's you right. know, I, I get clients all- from being visible online.
1: Online Now, how off, how, um, how can I say this? How soon do, can people see results? So let's say I had an Instagram or a Facebook. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I just started this business. I have 50 followers, and, you know, I need to bring more visibility to my content, da, da, da. How soon mm-hmm. can I
0: see results? Like, what do you tell Um Because um, I have different packages. Some people just want to be consistent online and they want to look good, so if somebody goes to see their profiles, they're like, oh, these look, these look great, they're active, you know, I want to work with them. People that are trying to build their profiles, they're trying to um, ramp up their followers, um, I would probably say within – it usually takes, um, as far as traffic and things, it usually takes probably – um, Instagram is probably a little bit faster. They won't necessarily see traffic, but they'll see more engagement, and typically that's what's going to happen when I'm doing social media. Traffic is, is a, a longer-term process. You'll see more engagement within weeks of me posting on your account. Now, driving the traffic is going to be longer for you to really feel the difference. It might be three months. The reason being is because People don't see a post and automatically go to your website. They see a post, and they'll see another post, and they'll see another post. And by the seventh post, they might click that they like it, and they might start paying attention. But getting traffic is not an overnight process. And so I tell people a lot of people will want to hire a person, and a month later, oh, I'm not seeing results. And I'm like, but nobody knows you. You, Nobody knows you. What makes you think in a sea of a bajillion people online, you think you can post something on social media for a month and you've got everybody falling at your feet. It don't happen like that. Just just being honest, that's not the way that works.
1: Hello, and I think what happened was um, we ran out of time, basically. So sorry about that little break in the programming. Um, (laughs) No problem. So Kenya, hopefully, yeah, like, oh, my God, time has run out, time has run out. So, but anyway, um, I I caught the last in what you were saying, and I think, Mm -hmm. like, we have one minute left. So I did want to say, you know what? Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. It has been amazing. You've you brought so much, so many nuggets. So just quickly, tell people how to get a hold of you.
0: Um, they can find me at com. That's my home base, and that's my website. And then, you, and then that is my home page So you can browse around. There's a blog there. There's a do-it-yourself shop. I have e-courses, e-books. And then you can also look at the different services I offer um, but yeah, you can always um, go to my home base at MarketingSparkler.com. dot com. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn as Miss um, Kimya. And then on LinkedIn, I'm Kimya Scott under my full name. Excellent! Wow, we need
1: more time. We needed to schedule another hour. Time flies <laughs> on the show. I mean, you really—we got to bring you back, Kimya. We got to bring you back. This was really, really great. Thank you again so much. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Well, that wraps up another show, another podcast. We'll be back next week with another amazing guest. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Bye.